0: Hey there, my name is Ushin Dunny, and this is Audio Matters, a weekly podcast on all things audio, presented to you by Harman. This week's episode is all about the fine art of hi fi Higge, what it is and how to achieve it. And my exquisitely balanced triptych of guests this week are Ingrid Opstad, freelance journalist and graphic designer, and the founder of That Scandinavian Feeling, a hugely popular interior, design, and lifestyle blog. Chris Dragon, the Senior Director of Marketing for Lifestyle at Harman International and the Social Media Force of Nature. And Jim Garrett, the Senior Director of Product Strategy and Planning for the Luxury Audio Business Unit at Harman International. Welcome all to the Audio Matters Podcast. So Ingrid, I wonder if you would kick off this week's episode by uh, taking some time to tell us exactly what is Higa and um, how do you pronounce it and how does it relate to audio
1: of course and um, so uh, it's uh, a very uh, important part of our scandinavian lifestyle and it's always been uh, important in my life it's all about uh, finding joys in the simple things in life it's about creating a cozy environment that you can relax and enjoy and um, it's also uh, a feeling that uh, makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's uh, it's about uh, being happy and content uh, and, uh, yeah, comfortable.
0: Oh, that's, that's lovely. What a, what a beautiful, uh, warming description of uh, Higa. And I'll, I'll try and pronounce it properly from now on. Uh, thank you, Ingrid. Um, so I, I should just point out at this stage that all three of our expert speakers this week really do look like they are in their happy place, speaking of a happy, cosy, relaxed environment. So uh, Ingrid's background is a wonderfully... Uh, pristine Scandinavian interior, beautifully designed and very much the Higge spirit coming out there. Um, Jim is surrounded by racks and racks of professional drums, uh, looking absolutely in his happy place. And uh, Chris, you have how many guitars behind you there? There's at least 20?
2: Yeah, something like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've got enough guitars to lose count. I absolutely Uh, love
2: it. i used to that.
0: <laughs> nice. So Chris, today is actually, if you don't mind me sharing, it's your 25th anniversary at Harmon. So first, congratulations. Um, you know, wow, you know your way around Pro Audio for sure. You've worked with Harman for a long time. So I'm really curious to know what does your Hi Fi higge look like? Uh, how do you find your happy place in music at home?
2: Well, I find my happy place in uh in the den in my house where I have uh Copious amounts of wonderful Harmon Audio products, and uh, I have a you know a seating arrangement that allows me to really benefit from all the uh, the painstaking uh, energy and dedication that the producers and the musicians put into the music. So I really get to hear things in in stereo.
0: Jim, speaking of the painstaking work that the producers have put into and the artists have put into the making these beautiful recordings and all the painstaking work of the engineers uh, at Harmon. Is there a tool that you use to evaluate or line up the rooms or arrange things in the right way? And tell us a bit about, you know, what kind of recommendations you would make uh, to help somebody achieve Hi Fi Higa at their home?
3: I think there's certainly there's a lot of, um, if you want to call them, standard practices that we would recommend in terms of positioning and getting a proper hi-fi system done, how far apart the speaker should be, how far out from the wall they should be, where you should sit in relation to them. Uh, that would be kind of more the traditional audiophile uh, type approach, I would say. But I think now uh, with a lot of the devices that are available out there, you can really enjoy music pretty much anywhere in your house. Um, in my case, I do have audio systems around the house, some of them portable, some of them distinctly not. Uh, but the idea in that case is to to just be comfortable um, and really be able to enjoy music at any place in the home, whether it's sitting working as we're all spending uh, a number of hours every day, uh, entire days on Webex and different meetings with our coworkers or uh, watching a movie uh, in the evening or listening to some great music. So there's uh, a lot of different ways that you can enjoy it all throughout the house now.
0: Word on the street has it that there is a very special Cobo's playlist um, that will help people line up their hi-fi higgs setups and uh, you have compiled it do you think it might be possible to get a copy of this playlist
3: yeah i'm sure that we could so in our case uh, you know we make some incredibly amazing products uh, that really reveal every last detail of the original recordings and so in order to to really highlight and showcase what the products are capable of doing we have to have the finest recordings available uh, but one of the things that i've always liked to do is is to try to find a lot of cuts that there's, as we call it, kind of the, the you know, tis, boom, tinkle kind of audiophile stuff. But what people really want is the songs that they're familiar with. So finding good recordings of, of music that people enjoy listening to, we've basically kind of curated uh, more than 100 tracks now that we have used uh, with the Luxury Audio Business Unit at trade shows and events that really showcase the music, uh, showcase the products, and uh, demonstrate what we're capable of, of doing.
0: Fabulous. That sounds a lot like the Kobo's holy grail for hi-fi enthusiasts. Uh, I I look forward to...
3: (laughs) Yeah, some great stuff on it for sure. Yeah. Oh, fantastic.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And is that uh, something you've been working with for a long time? You've been building it up over many years of testing and testing?
3: Yeah, for sure. We've, we've got a number of us that uh, have some, we've kind of collated our favorite tracks together. It's a, it's a living document, I guess I should say, so that we continue to add to it as we find new music. And, you know, a lot of times we've found things from dealer partners and uh, people that show up at our events. And uh, so we just keep adding. It continues to grow.
0: Amazing. Oh, thank, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of Kobo's playlists, Chris, when you go to listen to your favorite Kobo's or Tidal or Deezer playlist, is there anything that you do or any rituals that, you you know, with, with lighting, with positioning, with seating, how do you get cozy with your hi-fi?
2: I think that's the word. I think it's get cozy. I mean, when you're listening to music, I mean, the first thing that I like to do is listen to music. So if there's a screen in the room, the screen is off. I uh, want to listen to sound I want to listen to the musicians I want to listen to the instruments I want to listen to the vocals and you know as wonderful as video is it's a distraction and you know it doesn't really allow you to benefit from all that all that hard work And then you know your favorite beverage is always a nice thing if you uh, are a pet lover and a pet owner, I happen to have cats in my house. I mean my cats like music as much as I do it would seem so they usually, pile on up and we just kind of immerse ourselves in some great music as far as lighting's concerned I mean it really depends on my mood you know if I want it to be you know if I want a dimly lit room I'll go with a dimly lit room but generally, I generally I don't I generally just go with whatever the room lighting is
0: Ingrid, how much of a relationship do you think there is between uh, the audio experience and the sonic experience and this feeling of coziness at the home? And, you know, how do you go about creating this at home? Because you're, you're an expert on hygge, an expert on interior design and the Scandinavian style. Um, you know, what kind of recommendations would you have for somebody who wanted to create audio hygge at their home?
1: Yes, yeah, so I, I think there is a big uh, relationship between hygge and music uh, to, to make your home feel more hygge. I think a big part of that is the sound as well as the smell and the look. Uh, so uh, it's almost like you're creating a soundtrack of your home in a way. Uh, and I think uh, when it comes to me to, to create a cozy cool feeling, uh, it's all about calm, relaxing sounds and music. And it's something that I will feel happy to listen to, something that will make me feel uh, relaxed. And uh, yeah.
0: Good, good. I, I like that. It's, I feel relaxed already just listening to you talk <laughs> about relaxing audio. It's a, <laughs> wonderful. Let's spend a bit of time on the actual design of loudspeakers. So, you know, I'm a, a fairly uh, predictable guy. I, I grew up in an audio household. I've worked in recording studios a million years ago. I am very, very happy to have an enormous pair of speakers, very prominent uh, wherever I am. I'm, I'm, I'm in my happy place. It's all good. Um, what kind of options are there for folks who, you know, they like a big pair of speakers and they cannot lie, or maybe they like uh, a small, more discreet pair of speakers? Um, somebody chime in about the kind of evolution of, of loudspeaker design, the materials, the different options that are available? Because I know that this technology is moving really fast and and Harman are obviously at the forefront.
3: Yeah, I could speak to that. I think from uh, traditional loudspeaker designs, we offer the entire gamut of everything from small bookshelf speakers to uh, incredibly large uh, floor-standing loudspeakers and everything in between. Um, The technology has certainly been something that's changed quite a bit lately and the ability to create active products now that don't require an outboard stack of electronics so that everything is self-contained in the loudspeakers. We can optimize the design uh, by doing active development as well. But then you've got a product that you can stream to. A lot of our content now is digital and it's coming across on our computers, tablets, mobile devices. And so being able to, to connect straight to those is something that we can do on the home side. And of course, going beyond that, you know, there's all manner of products from high end sound bars that we do that could be connected to your television, but certainly you could still then play audio direct to the to the bar itself. Uh, and a, just an absolute wealth of portable devices. So really now the ability to take great sound with you anywhere that you go and devices that are uh, a great battery life on them, they're completely waterproof, so you can take it to the beach or take it to the pool with you. So our intent as Harman really is to be able to provide great sound no matter where you are.
0: Yeah, that, that's a great point. And uh, I actually had the absolute joy of experiencing a demo of um, a speaker system called the the Lexicon SL1s, Uh, and these are magnificently futuristic uh, structures. They're very much a statement. They're they're stunningly beautiful, and um, the technology behind them enables you to actually move the audio sweet spot uh, to wherever you are in the room. I find it mind-blowing. It was such cool technology there. But what if you would prefer to have less of a statement? Is there any way that speakers can be more discreetly integrated into a cozy home surrounding?
2: <laughs> you know, not only do you have speakers that can be placed on a bookshelf or on the floor or a soundbar under a TV, or as Jim mentioned, you know, transportable audio that you can really take anywhere. There are also products that can be mounted in your ceiling, in your walls, uh, discreetly, so they're not taking up room in the you know space in the room. If you have a small space, uh, you know, we often joke about uh spouse acceptance factor on consumer electronics products in your house and you know you know are you allowed to put a big pair of box loudspeakers in a room but there there are so many different ways to go these days my primary listening space actually is rather small so i've opted to do everything in the wall so everything is mounted in the wall so it doesn't take up any floor space and the speakers as jim pointed out earlier i mean they're they're placed where they need to be placed to provide a great uh, great stereo image
3: architectural audio has been something that's been around for quite some time and the, the ability to place a speaker in the wall or in the ceiling is something that uh, eliminated the need to have a large piece of furniture in the in the in, e- in your living space basically But as we've looked at technology and as we move forward, as Chris mentioned, one of the things that we're launching now is a new range of invisible loudspeakers. And as I I look at the background of the house that uh, Ingrid is in right now, it's very beautiful, clean design. And as we talk about being uh, cozy, that's something that we all aspire to in the interior. And so the last thing that you really want to do then is to have a lot of visual clutter that comes into the space uh, and even if it is an in-wall and ceiling, those traditionally have a grill and a frame. So, with our invisible loudspeakers that we're launching right now, you have a product that truly blends directly into the wall, and it, it they literally install like a drywall patch. So, they could be painted or finished uh, with wallpaper, or anything like that that's in your space, and you would have you could be completely surrounded. Uh, as a matter of fact, the the space that Ingrid is in right now, there could be. Fifteen loudspeakers in that back wall, and you would never see any of them. Let's so she could have, yeah, <laughs> yeah she could have
1: <laughs> great sound, <laughs> and
3: yeah, keep your space clean, and that's what it's really about.
0: Ingrid, as a designer, how do you feel about the concept of invisible speakers?
1: To me, that sounds very appealing. Uh, it's uh, a bit about what Chris was saying earlier about the, the the struggle between someone in the family wanting to have large speakers and someone in my case, me wanting to keep it very minimal. So uh, in that case, it would be perfect for me to be able to, yeah, to, to have a minimal space and to have the speakers in the walls and still have that great quality sound, but the look that I, that I want. So it, yeah, perfect for Higgy lovers
0: nice nice okay I, i'm f- i'm feeling the the quote-unquote spousal acceptance factor going that's higher needed. and higher that's <laughs> Invisible speakers oh my god domestic bliss so this is another kind of higgas when everyone's happy at home
2: we haven't even talked about whole house audio either which is you know that's the other thing that you can really take take it even further i mean do you want music to follow you around the house um i'm one of those people i mean i i live in an environment with music i know jim is as much a music lover as I am, as a testament to uh, the rack of snare drums behind him there. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, if you want the music to follow you around the house, in your outside spaces, you know, you want music outdoors, you know, there are solutions for all of that. You know, they could be uh, a product that is totally hidden. Or it could be an on wall or an in wall, or it could be small bookshelves. But there's ways to control those products around your home now it, using your smartphone, for example. Which is how I do it in my house for all my other listening locations. I can pinch the rest of my house together and play f- five rooms at the same time, all the same music. Or you know, if uh, you know one person in the house wants to listen to one thing and another one wants to listen to another, they have complete control over their own content. And you know, the nice part is all those more premium streaming services all work with these types of products. So you can get that good quality audio. And then also as a benefit, have it follow you around the house or out on your deck, patio porch, wherever.
0: Chris, t- talk to us a bit about the, the, the actual boxes and equipment that you have. what's under the hood and how is it deployed?
2: Actually, it's a lot simpler than you would think. I mean, in back, uh, years ago when we were doing multi-room audio, uh, You know, there was a lot of a lot of running wires, a lot of racks of equipment all over the place uh, and then ways to control it. You know, in the early days, it was wired keypads on walls that had to run back to some big central serving component somewhere in the home. Now it's so much simpler. Uh, These streaming amplifiers simply you connect your speakers to it. They provide the power to the speaker and then you join it onto your Wi-Fi network and then you know, log on with your phone and that's it. It's that simple.
0: Ingrid, talk to us a bit about the role that music can possibly play in helping us achieve calmness and mental stability and happiness and music as a kind of aid to escape any stresses that we might be going through under the current situation.
1: Yeah, I, I think you put it perfectly there to say escape because it, music really is a way to escape. Uh, now, when we are feeling a bit stressed and a bit worried, it's it's a nice way to kind of, yeah, get get into a different world and to feel more happy and uh, to to lock all that out. Uh, and I think uh, music can bring us back to happy times in our life. It can bring back nice memories with friends. Now that we are maybe not seeing friends and family so much, we can. We can still remember those times that we spent with them, whether it's at a concert that we had a great time with a friend or we, yeah, we, we were at a party and we were listening to a good music, a good sa- song. So I think music plays a big part in the, the mental aspect and uh, to, to keep us happy, especially these days.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that's a that's a beautiful point you made about music being a connection to our own history and our past. Uh, I, I grew up very much in a musical household. My dad is a musician; he's still touring, or he will be when the when the lockdown is over. Yeah. And uh, you know, listening to his his back catalogue, I'm brought back to my childhood going on tour uh, and all that kind of stuff. Ingrid, do you have kind of moments from your past that you are connected to by certain songs or or by music in general?
1: Mm. Well, music is very important in my family as well. Uh, We have always been going to concerts together, me and my parents. And uh, we've been listening a lot to music at home. Uh, My dad is a big record lover. And uh, we were always, uh, yeah, he always had music on in the background. So I certainly have uh, a lot of good memories with with music and uh, looking at his record collection and him telling me stories about when he was buying the record or what happened uh, at that moment when he was listening to it. And yeah, it's, it's a nice way to connect with uh, someone else's past also to, to know more about them through music. So it's, uh, it's lovely.
0: That's a, a really, really good point. Um, and Jim, I wonder, could I come over to you? We've been talking about the concept of music helping us with mental health and dealing with stress. Um, do you think that music has a purpose in terms of bringing us closer together, even if we're listening in different places? And, and talk to us a bit about the, the role of music in uniting us uh, at these difficult
3: times. Yeah, I, I think it has been one of the things, as, as I've, I've liked to mention. You know, while there's shortages of virtually everything, from you know toilet paper to hand sanitizer, uh, music is the one thing that we've had uh, a, an abundance of. And I think it's it's something that you know, no matter what happens or how we may be separated right now, it's a common, universal language around the world that it's a, an easy thing for us to all share. Ingrid was was saying, you know, it it definitely can help you mentally and it transports you back to maybe some happier times or fond memories of uh, some life event. We all have a a soundtrack of our life, you know, from takes you back to your high school days or things you've done with your friends or maybe a great concert you've gone to. And I think that's that's been a a tool that I've certainly seen, you know, on my social media feeds now. We're all sharing as much as we can. And it's been a great way for people to uh, connect with each other i've seen you know videos on online of a guy going out on his apartment balcony with his guitar and ripping off van halen solos for the neighbors and you know all the the, the cast of hamilton uh, on zoom you know doing a song and and so I, that's been just absolutely wonderful i, I I've, I've just chris and i are, are sharing music on our feeds as well you know he, he's playing guitar covers i'm playing drum cover videos and. And uh, it's just been a great way to really share, and it it starts conversations every time we we post something like that or we see something we want to share it because it is that common thread.
2: And look at what the artists are doing. You know, as uh, as Jim said, I mean, so many bands and artists have have really piled on, and they're delivering you know content in a way that they're not accustomed to delivering it, and it makes it far more personal uh, than something that's overproduced. You know, some very iconic artists just sitting in their living room with a guitar or a piano and. You know, giving us a different take on specific bodies of work that they've, you know, written during their career and getting whole different spins on songs. I think it's very nourishing for the soul for me, for sure.
0: Yeah. Is there anyone in particular, Chris, that you've enjoyed?
2: I'm a big Neil Finn fan. Uh, Neil Finn from Crowded House, you know, his body of work spans far beyond that. But you look at some of the stuff that he's putting online, that's great. I mean, country artists like Mary Chapin Carpenter, she's posting a song every day from her kitchen. Uh, Paul Stanley from Kiss, I mean, Tommy Shaw from Styx, uh, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fight, all these artists are, are piling on and, and doing stuff online. And I think it's just, a, it's a wonderful thing, especially now we we really need it. And it, it does really elevate, uh, you know, it elevates your soul and, and makes you feel, you know, better about life with everything that's, you know, going on
0: around us. So, Jim and Chris, you, you're both doing remote sessions. I'm wondering, Ingrid, do you do remote advice about uh, hikke and and design and that kind of thing? How's how's the lockdown affected your setup?
1: Um, I have started a YouTube channel where I've done a bit of uh, baking videos. Oh. So uh, I guess it's uh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's uh, bringing hikke in uh, in a different way and uh, trying to do something uh, to to give people something uh, to to watch and to, to enjoy and to
2: do, I guess. Food and music go really nicely together. Yes. yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to run all of your YouTube channels simultaneously. I'm going to rock out while I'm baking. It's, it's all, it's all, that's my evening sorted. Fantastic. You know, we, we kind of speak about connecting. We speak about the importance of music at home for mental health, finding a good space to relax and feel calm and reconnect with our past and all these good things. What does this say about... The role of music in our lives and the importance of music in our lives—you uh, know—it keeps us in touch with friends and family all over the world. It helps us connect with strangers. Do we think it's a language of sorts that it's important to reconnect with?
2: Absolutely. I, I think it has always been a language. I think that the frenzy of life, when everything is uh, all systems go, kind of makes us forget about some of these these more fundamental. Uh, some of these more fundamental things, music being one of them, you know, music has gone from being in the background to being in the foreground again, really, because people have been using it as a, you know, when you're commuting to work, it's, it's noise in the background, but you know, with all that's going on, people have kind of re-embraced it and rediscovered it. And I hope that whatever the new normal is that that maintains because there's just so much great nourishment out there from music uh that that people forget about and you know stop and you know one of the big things always is stop and listen to the lyrics right you know you hear a song do you hear a song or do you just hear music you know and a lot of these songs tell stories and some of the stories are amazing uh jim and i have been talking a lot lately about the fact that you know people are listening to albums again there are so many albums out there that you know from start to finish tell a whole story and it's not just a bunch of stuff thrown together, you know, 11 tracks thrown together. There was some real thought put into, you know, telling a story. And, uh, the artists, I think a lot of them, and the ones that we know, obviously based on where we work, we have the luxury of, of knowing and working with a lot of these artists and, and spending time with them and talking with them and, and, uh, you know, they release a new body of work and it's like, you know, did you listen to the, the new album and did you really listen to it? And you know, yes, I did. And oh my God, what a cool story it was from start to finish. And so I think, I think even the making of records may evolve a little bit as a byproduct of this because people have shown an appetite for that storytelling again. So we might see instead of, you know, download this track, we might see more people downloading this album and inspiring the artists to more artists to tell stories and not just put a bunch of tracks
0: together on a, under one lid. I do hope so. I think if, if there was a silver lining throughout all of the pandemic, the fact that people are getting back in touch with the, uh, the, the rich nurturing nature of music in their lives really is a, a huge bonus. And it's, it's, I hope it's something that continues long after, uh, the lockdown, uh, subsides. In this great pause, as uh, somebody described us, we're rediscovering music. We're rediscovering the art of the album. I come onto my Facebook page and, you know, half of my friends are sharing, you know, this is one out of 10 albums and I've been nominated by so-and-so. And some brilliant people are just sharing some wonderful, wonderful albums. Do you think that, you know, thanks to the lockdown, thanks to people having to spend more time at home uh, in a way we're falling back in love with certain aspects of music that we've just been too busy to appreciate.
3: Kind of tacking on to what Chris was just saying too. I think music as an art form uh, is the, the appreciation for that is coming back. I think certainly uh, from not only from the, the standpoint of listening more to the entire albums, but but really thinking of it as art and the storytelling and, and everything that goes into it. I think, as we're so busy i think it it's easy for it to become a, as the record industry did right a singles world and it's just these little snippets and and we you know could barely maintain an attention span for more than 30 seconds but i think now as we've all had time to kind of just take a breath and and think about things that are important i think that's where you you've started to go back into this and and i've enjoyed it from that standpoint of of you know really listening to the lyrics the stories being told um and how that can and can connect us all. We we talked earlier too of the the generation aspects of this, and I think um, that's something that we're seeing now too. Is that you know you're here with your family, and I have two young sons here at home. I guess young men now at uh, 21 and 18, but uh, we 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 do music all day long. And they they're musicians, but um, that's one of the things that I've been able to share with them throughout my life is uh, the music that I grew up on and liked and. And uh, that's something that's being shared now, too. Uh, Back to the social media things of even seeing artists that are doing the same. Uh, There's a a great video out there, Kurt Smith from Tears for Fears, with his daughter, Diva, uh, who's 22 years old. And uh, one of their more popular songs, Mad World, of course, a very appropriate song in in the current situation. But uh, it's just an absolutely wonderful cover version. I guess it's not a cover, it's their song, but uh, a version that he did with his daughter. And just to see that, you know, to me, that kind of encapsulated everything. You had the storytelling of the lyrics of the song. You had the the generational connection there of him doing it. And you see that here's this famous artist that's now it's transitioned down to his daughter. Um, All of that to me, and just the fact that people were willing to sit and listen You know, for five minutes, hear the song play. Uh, All of these things were kind of encapsulated uh, in that for me. Uh, It's great to to see the artistry part of it.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And um, I observed some interesting statistics on the use of different streaming platforms as the world went into a lockdown. So platforms that were sort of more lightweight and mobile, like Spotify, uh, they experienced huge drops in the numbers of people using the service and then other streaming services that are more high res and more about intentional active listening like Prime Phonic. They got a huge boost in many countries. Do we think that the lockdown will change listening habits after the lockdown? And what do we think this might look like? Well,
2: I got to tell you, I think that a person doesn't know what he's, what he or she is missing until they hear it. And, you know, that's one of, you know, being industry people, which Jim and I are, that's always one of the big challenges, you know, is to get consumers exposed to, hey, listen to what you're missing. And this has provided an opportunity because people have gotten more engaged and they're hearing nuances that they were, you know, they hearing nuance they hadn't heard before. They're, they're going, holy cow, I you know, or there's whole pieces within songs that they didn't hear before. Because it was so overly smushed and compressed, and you know, you take a high, higher-end streaming service, and then you play it through a loudspeaker that has better audio resolution than some of the stuff that people are more accustomed to listening to their music on these days, and it's like somebody just opened the curtain. And you know, that's always one of my when I'm presenting audio, that's always one of my big my, my big pitches is you know, let me open the curtain for you let let me let you hear all the second and third order harmonics from that piano that the artist wanted you to hear, or, you know, the, you know, the, the pain of the, the palm on the strings while, you know, someone is bending a string or just the nuances of voice uh, and harmony and all the other aspects of music that, you know, when you compress the heck out of music, you, you don't hear it. It's just gray matter. And then when you open the curtain, then there's all that other nuance. So you know, I know people that have been directly affected by this. I would have to confess that it may have come at a little urging from me to say, hey, have you ever listened to, you know, music and, you know, a high-res version of this or an LP or, and then, you know, you expose them and they're like, okay, I get it.
0: That's that's great. I, I foresee lots of audio upgrades to make people's hi-fi higa experience much, much better moving forward.
2: Selfishly, that would be okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> But more, more so than just the fact that, you know, obviously, you know, our companies and the, the business of delivering music, Jim and I are certainly a testimonial of, you know, who lives under the roof of this company. And there are many mo- there are many more people like us here that have this affinity for music, and that's what drove a lot of us to work here.
0: Okay, my final question, which I would like all three of you to answer, starting with you, Chris, is what's your happy place?
2: I adore playing music and I adore listening to music. So I'm fortunate enough that I can play music. So um, I get a lot of joy out of that to the the tune that I have these really horrible looking uh, calluses on my hands from the last (laughs) month. But, uh, you know, that and then just, you know, I, I do love the combination of outdoors and music when, uh, when I can. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a homeowner, so I have a yard and I have music in my yard. So I do like to uh, hear the music of nature and the music of music at the same time.
0: Very good point. Uh, same question to you, Ingrid.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, for me, uh, my most happy place would be my, my home, my living room. Uh, I like to sit here with my fiancé and my dog and listen to music and uh, just enjoy the moment. But also, um, I the, the outdoor aspect is also important to me. So I like when I'm walking the dog, for instance, I like to listen to to music and uh, it, it takes me to a nice place uh, where I can just yeah enjoy the moment.
0: Lovely. And the same question to your good self, Jim.
3: Yeah, for me, uh, I'm surrounded by music pretty much 24-7. Uh, there's always music playing somewhere. If it's playing in the background while I'm working or uh, listening around the house, and if there's not music playing, we're usually singing. <laughs> but I would say my my true happy place for me is uh, what's right here beside me, uh, sitting behind a drum kit. Um, it is for me, that is the Zen moment, if you will. Uh, and it, it could be as simple as just, you know, playing with a band and rehearsing in a studio somewhere with no audience. It's the connection you have to the other musicians, Mm -hmm. the other players. Um, but it's also, uh, to me equally is great. I love being on stage, uh, in front of, you know, however many people, there's hundreds of people at at one of your shows and you're playing The connection that you have there with the audience, uh, is just, it's visceral. And so you've, when you're on stage, you have the connection to the other musicians you're playing with, you have the connection to the crowd. Uh, and it's all because of the music that you're playing to me, that that's, that's the Zen moment right there behind a the drum kit playing music. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. That, that sounds like uh, hi-fi Higget to me. Uh, so thank you all so much for joining us. That was, absolutely fascinating i feel immensely calm and i have a strange inexplicable desire to listen to my favorite music in a very comfortable space so uh, thank you all for the inspiration there you have it the great pause is a time to slow down to relax to fall in love with music again to reconnect with the soundtrack of our lives and to discover the art of hi-fi higa. thank you so much ingrid chris and jim for joining us today Tune in to the Audio Matters podcast next week when we will be exploring how to bring exquisite sounds right into your car. We'll see you next week.